it's time for our regular slot. I'm talking to Barbara Friedman about what's trending and giving us the scoop on socials. Bob's Wire. Good morning, Bob's. Good morning, Crystal. <laughs> Lovely to chat to you today. Yes, good <clears throat> to see you, Bob. So we're starting with something um, about our fond memories of a historical Musenberg house on Facebook. Tell us more. Yeah, so I saw the article on IOL, and so I sort of thought, wow, it kept coming up my feed, and you know, I always look for things that catch my eye, and I thought, I pass that house often on that road along Musenberg, mm. that historical road with all those gorgeous houses. houses. I've often seen this house... I had no idea that it was built in the special material. They call it the paper mache house. Oh. I'm going to explain from stuff I've read. Is that I've the read. house next to the station on the beach side? It's not on the beach side. It's on the mountain, mountain side. side. Okay. And it's called Yokohama. And mm. it was apparently built 118 years ago. And with materials that came out of Japan, they call it the paper mache house. And it was actually, IOL picked it up from a post on a group that was talking about beautiful Cape Town and somebody actually posted a photograph of it and then everybody started commenting and that mm. was what was so sweet. People were saying, oh, I love that house. I often see it. It looks a little bit, I think it looks a bit fragile. Uh -huh. um, and then I went and I actually like read some historical articles about it and I saw a really interesting article from a few years back in the False Bay Echo written by um, Advocate Glenn Babb who is part of the historical the Musenberg Historical Conservation Society, what he was at the time. Mm. And he actually explained quite a lot of detail that, yes, people do think it's paper mache, but it's actually a Japanese method called washi. The material consists of a durable paste over a thin metal mesh. Because the paste breathes, its expansion and flexibility has allowed it to last this long. And I just thought that was so beautiful to think of a house with a sort of papery mm. surface over thin metal mesh, you know, it feels, it does feel very Japanese. And in his art letter to the, to the, to the, the False Way Echo, he explains that over the years, they've been in contact with the Japanese embassy and, 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 um, who have come to visit it on several occasions. Then there was even a plan to, to kind of give it some more attention. And then that was abandoned because of COVID. So I suppose they're going to follow up on that. But I just thought for all of those of us that drive by there, when you look at it on your right, if you're going from Musenberg through towards uh, Simonstown in that direction, look on your right and have a look at that house. And it's got that slightly reddish roof and it's got those big bushes of hydrangeas in the front, which you might have noticed, which mm. are often beautiful too when they're in season. And just, you know, I just, I love like history and I just think it's amazing that this house has lasted so long. Absolutely. So I thought that was just a bit of local it. history. So they explain here, he explains in one of the articles, talks about the various owners and um, I hope I can just grab it now. Um, yeah, that it was owned by a, a various people over the years um, and that the current owners, you know, have been involved in discussions on, you know, just making sure that it's maintained. Okay. Um, I can't quite find that now. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the second story, and obviously as I get older in life, these things do catch my eye as well. Yes, um, and especially that movie that was on Netflix. Did you I, watch I it? I haven't watched it yet, but I am planning oh, to. Oh, it's I will. beautiful. I, I with, okay, with so let's Jody tell us, Foster and, tell us yeah. about this amazing story. Yeah, this amazing woman, um, she is 99 years old. She'll be 100 in June or July, and uh, she's she's broken global records her name is a betty brussel so i feel like it's a tongue twister betty brussel broke 
<laughs> Betty Russell broke the record for a couple of different races that she did on the weekend. She's participating in the 100 to 104 year old category bracket, but she makes it because um, it's based on birth years and she will turn 100 in July. She broke the 400-meter freestyle record by almost four minutes after finishing in 12 minutes and 50 seconds. And she also broke the backstroke record uh, in one minute and 20 seconds. And she's such an interesting, she has such an interesting story. She was born in the Netherlands um, and sort of went through the war, the Second World War, and then her husband and her came to Canada in 1959. They raised their kids there, and she worked as a cleaner and seamstress. And then when she retired in her 60s, she started swimming competitively. So my point here is, we can never do too it. late. Absolutely. So if you're in your 60s and you decided you actually want to swim competitively, now's your moment, and you can go and start it. And you might be like Betty Brussel. Yay. Um, she was asked Brussel. what the secret to her long active life is. I thought she might say eating Brussels sprouts, but she didn't. She said, because she's a happy person, and she then said, keep doing stuff. So that's what you've got to keep doing, Crystal. Stuff. 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 Good so for I, I want to be like Betty Brussel. Me too. Me too. And then finally, what is do you know about bee? this? Now, I'm a big library fan. I go okay. with my daughter regularly. Now, so. I was a huge library person, not just as a kid. I mean, obsessively as a kid, but even way into my 30s. Yes. Um, even maybe even later, I used to go to the library, the local libraries, yeah, wherever I lived. Yeah. yeah, into my 40s. I used to, even when I was like living in the southern suburbs, I used to go to the libraries there. Yeah. I loved, I like, I love yes. libraries. So we still and know. I know that they sort of not as popular anymore in some ways. But I would say, because I'm going in the afternoon, and of course I have a grade five. It's okay. regaining it's still its popularity. Yes. But what I love about this is somebody on a group I'm on called Best Thing Ever, which I highly recommend. I think it's such a great group. You can ask any questions, and it's um, it's local, and it's you're only allowed to recommend things that you yourself have experienced. Oh, so you can ask for how do you clean your sheets, uh, how do you like, and this keep white white keep white white. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of questions about that. This particular user asked. Hi guys, I'm looking for the best app to buy audio books and not pay a monthly subscription, but maybe buy the books. Da, 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 da. And then lots of people gave suggestions, but the one that caught my eye was this app called Libby. Mm. And it's actually been around for quite a while. And the Western Cape government actually spoke about it a few years ago. It was covered by some of the media houses a few years ago. Um, actually it was in 2021. Uh, the Sowetan actually covered a story about the Western Cape Library Service launching this ebook service, part of Libby. I think mm. Libby is a global oh, uh, Okay. But if you are a library member or become a library member, and you can literally, I think you can even do it online, I'm not sure, but you just become a library member and then you can download Libby on your app store, on Google Play or whatever your, your app store is. And you can actually use... Um, audio books for two weeks at a time like you're getting a library book and mm. I think that is such an amazing service they've got thousands of audio books that you can borrow someone on this particular group said oh but, but you should be paying for your books and then I thought yeah but why are libraries here 
course, people who can afford it can do that. But I think for those people that are, I mean, especially pensioners mm. and old people who love listening to audiobooks, but they don't have the money to buy audiobooks or pay for a subscription service, download Libby and you can access thousands of audiobooks. Um, they play wherever on, on, on your different devices, on your car. Mm. I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful service and good, good on the Western Cape government for making that part of the, of the mix. So that, I just thought I would mention no, that. No, absolutely. I'm um, a big fan of the library, lovely, the librarians. Oh, big wonderful. shout out to Cape Town Libraries. Well, actually, one of the things I was quite keen on being, I was, I loved the oh, Dewey really? Decimal System oh. when I was a kid and I loved libraries. I mean, reading and libraries were a huge part of my childhood and I think made me who I am, really. Same year. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was Barbara Friedman, our regular slot.